Hi everybody and welcome to season two, episode five of Taking Care of Business. We're here today to talk about Q1 report of 2021 with Carlos and myself. Hello. Oh, how are you? Same time that was. I know. We're twins. We uh, very often do that, don't we? We say the same things a lot of the time. Though. We do. That we do. So we've seen, we, we, last week we sent out the report to all the press reviewing the first quarter of 2021. Yep. And I, today what we wanted to do is just talk you through some of our findings up and up, and uh, yeah, just give you a bit of a review of what, what might happen for the remainder of 2021. So, Mystic Meg, oh my god, <laughs> I know what's going on. We're gonna, to be fair, in October last year, I went on the radio and I did say that the market's undersupplied. Uh, everyone laughed at me and said, You're talking crazy, and now everybody's saying the market you get great satisfaction. Now, oh, I tell everyone that, so I'll show, send you the link, read it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, Q1, safe to say, it's been very good. Record for, breaking, for, for, for record breaking month on month as a business. But what does that look like for people out there who are buying and selling? Do you want to just talk for some highlight numbers with us? I think, first of all, if you just give a summary, if you're looking to buy a house at the moment, it's very difficult. I mean, people go, oh, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to buy my first home. There's loads of options. I am seeing friends and family buying houses at the moment. And the amount of times they're being gazumped is absolutely frightening. People are going to put offers on. and People are going in buying houses above the asking price. So... The market's tough. It's tough. What do you feel down to? Because obviously, people listening to this might think, "Well, it's it's difficult to buy a house." What do you mean? It's difficult because there's no properties. Um, you know, we're estate agents. We look at, and our job as CEO and COO is to study the market and make decisions on our business, and that's all we do. And if you look at areas like Victory Heights, where I live, it's eight villas for sale, ten villas for sale. Jamiro Golf Estates, uh, let's say Redwood Park as a tenant. There is zero properties online to rent, zero. Um, they were renting at 160, 165, they're now 200,000. So so the reason for that is people have probably got cheaper rents year, two years ago, yeah. sticking where they are, don't want to move. And what about sellers? Because obviously if there's a lack of supply in the marketplace, a seller's perhaps sitting on the fence thinking, well, we're going to ride this train and maybe it keeps going up and that's why people aren't selling. Are people just happy in the home? Because what I have found is a lot more people are spending more money on their homes and improving rather than moving. Yeah, well, look, I think if you're a seller at the moment, two things are happening. Either people are moving because they're saying, hey, I want to upgrade, um, or two, they're sitting back that moment saying, I was thinking about selling, but actually I'm going to rent it for a year because yeah. I've had seven years of downwards market. I'm now finally seeing profit on my house, um, and they're not moving. So... You know, that's not good for an estate agency, to be honest with you. If someone says they're not moving, uh, it takes more supply out of the market. So it's not good for us because we have less stock, uh, but it's good for the property price, isn't it? Because it's, it's there's less stock in the market. People have to pay for what they want. Or travel further afield, yeah. Yeah, which, is, which is why you're seeing traction. In, you've, got, you've obviously got the main communities. We've seen what we've seen in Victory Heights, you know, Gulf States, the Springs. We've seen price rises 10 12, 15 percent in some areas, yeah. and people having to go a bit further out now to, to get what they want. Yeah, um, so let's look at some interesting stats to talk about. So, first of all, buyer summary. So, if you look at the people and how they're buying their properties, 62% of the people that are buying properties are with a mortgage. Does that surprise so you? 62% of buying through all up and all up. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, no, it doesn't because I think at the minute the stimulus last year, 80% loan to value rather than 75. That whilst that five percent doesn't seem a lot, it's been, in my opinion, the biggest driver about why prices have gone up. So, you know, two thirds of our buyers are using mortgages 
But it was the same driver that but prices down. Yeah. If you remember the, when when the price actually went down six, seven years ago, it was because the, the, the change alone the to value. So they've just reversed the same thing. I often have a debate with people where people say, oh, you know, the, the price has gone down four or five years ago because of supply. Absolute rubbish. The reason prices went down four, five, six years ago was twofold. One, loan to values went from 85, 80% down to 75, and the doubling in Dubai land apartment fees from 2% to 4%, which makes it more expensive to buy a house. That's the biggest reason. If you wanted to double the house prices in Dubai, do you know what you'd do? What? 100% mortgages. I wouldn't do it, but I'm just saying, I'm giving you the idea of the scenario that you would send the market through the roof. This is the thing with the market where, I'm, where it's great we've seen price rises in the last six months, and in some areas, double, Yeah, which is, which is just mad. I would prefer a slow and steady increase. If we're seeing anywhere between 7 and 10% a year, that is a, a nice, normal property market. So it's, it's on the high end, I think. Pro- probably 2 or 3% is normal. You have 7 to 10 a year. Probably, but you look at Dubai's pricing compared to the rest of the world, yeah. there's still a lot of growth, I think, to catch up with main cities around the world. Burj Khalifa, you can buy one bed for £350,000. That is an iconic building in Dubai. You can't. I always what would you get in London? You wouldn't get a studio. Or you literally Kong, or... get my shoe in it in a studio. That's how central London works. So Coventry, you get a castle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that gives you an idea. 43%, uh, 34% were cash buyers. So we're starting to see that, and this is really a new thing for me in Dubai over the last few years, more cash coming to the market. There was, there's definitely more cash out there. So yeah, I think obviously with what's happening around the world at the moment, Europe in particular is really suffering with lockdowns. What we've found is a lot of people have come to Dubai because they feel like they can live a love their life quite live normally. Love. Live a love. I want to live my love. <laughs> they can live a life quite normally. Yeah. Um, and I think the way this has been handled here, I think the next couple of years they feel like, I mean, anywhere in the world. I mean, what's taught us the last twelve months is is you can practically probably work anywhere now. Yeah. You don't actually need to, if you work in the UK, you perhaps don't need even to be in the UK to live your life. But we want them in the office. But you want them in the office. But no, like anyone, a lot of European money come here. Um, I just think, yeah, like I say, like a huge part of that is people seeing this place a good place to I think people come in on holiday and they, they, they escaped the, the lockdowns around the They've world. They've got a taste of it. And they're like, wow, actually, yeah. this is my cup of tea. And actually, my business is running all right, yeah. wherever it is in the world. And so, it's not cold. Yeah, and it's, well, it's too hot now, isn't it? It's, Summers are wild here. Yeah, not Summers great. Very wild. So obviously, cash is coming in. Number of sales transactions for us versus last year up eighty-two percent. I can't complain. <laughs> I definitely can't complain. But that's actual units. It's not like we're talking about big transactions. Two things happen in the market for me. First of all, there's so many more transactions happening. It's frightening because there's more people who've got an appetite to get on the market. But the second thing that's happened with the transactions is the amount of juicy transactions. And I'm yeah. talking, you know, if we'd sort of 20 or 30 million dirham villa two years ago, we'd be like, oh my God, we're involved. Every other week now, there is either a floor or an asset that we are trading, whether it's commercial, retail, whatever it may be, at 20 or 30 million. And that is just unheard of. Yeah, the, the frequency of people buying expensive properties is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and again, it all comes back to, I think people are seeing Dubai at the moment as a bit of a safe haven. Yeah. So when to park their cash in with like 20, 30 visions while they're thinking, you know what, I want to be a part of this. But even, it's not just sales transactions, our lettings numbers are up 38% as well. So the number of people moving, again, tremendous value. You know, people have seen, you know, there's obviously a lot of new products that are coming in, but a, but a lot of good value in regards to people being able to move. Or, but or it's not like it's cheap though, let's make it clear. I mean, land, tenants are now complaining the prices are going up. Yeah. 
Um, so it's not like people are moving to get a better deal. No one likes paying more though for the same thing. Well, this is what's going to happen. People are going to say, hey, I'm increasing my price. And a tenant's going to go, no problem moving out because I want what I paid for before. And landlord's going to go, no problem, move out. I'll make 20% more of my money. So um, that's going to create the movement in the market, isn't it? Just the landlord wants more, tenant's not happy. All, the supply the supply issue is not just a sales related thing, it's also lettings, like you say, in Jamiro Golf States, that, that property where you own, there's nothing available yeah. whatsoever. Um, and we've seen some communities that the rent's up 20, 30% because again, there is nothing there. People sitting tight onto what they've and, got. You know, the perfect example of that is we bought some properties from Jamiro Golf Estates directly, didn't we? The, yeah. the, the developer deal was a fantastic deal, it was 10% down. Um, and balance over six years, you have the ability to rent it straight away. An incredible vehicle for money, isn't it? Really? 100%. 100%. Um, and a lot of people said, you know, uh, who's going to rent these units? There's not enough tenants. Before I even got my keys, mine were all rented. And yours are currently going through the process of offers. You obviously are quicker to get in the keys <laughs> than you. But uh, it's, it's crazy. Literally, they've gone on straight away, viewings and offers straight away. And that shows the market. Again, might be people moving further afield. Went a bit closer into town, you know, again, good value. So, I mean, looking at the actual property prices, and again, these are from the first three months this year, we've got the average price of a property up 31% as a whole, Yeah. which the average average price of property we're selling is 2.912 million. And it was 2.227, was it last year? Was That's the average price of all the properties we sell divided between that number. So the average property price we've seen is up 31%, which is madness. And but hopefully- that correlates with the price, doesn't it really? It correlates with the fact that market has probably gone up 25 or 30%, but you get those numbers there, so everyone tries to understand them. We obviously sell one beds in Marina for a million or 600,000, but then we're gonna sell a, a Meadows Villa or Jamaica Golf Estates for six or seven million. Yeah. Pull the numbers together to create a number, but it gives an even medium. I think that's the word, is it mass? Yeah, it's medium, yeah. I don't know how I even remember number. that. But I mean, to couple that, so obviously not only is the property price up 30%, our number of viewings, interesting, is only up 7% versus last year. What would you put that down to? Because you normally see they'd be matching normally. They should correlate, shouldn't yeah. they, really? Um, the main thing for me, first of all, video tours. Video tours and uh, walkthroughs, we're doing more than we've ever done in our lives. And that's not just here, in the UK as well. UK as I've well. seen emails where people are renting properties without even visiting it. It's something you'd do, lazy sit on your sofa. I'll have one of them, please. <laughs> um, but what you're finding is that people, uh, they're looking at houses online, and then, like you said, they're making decisions off the back of it. But... 80% of our listings now have that. And I would have laughed. If you'd said to me two years ago, three years ago, are people are going to view, buy a house from a video tour? I mean, last week we had, I think, a thousand hours of view viewing time on our YouTube channel, which is not massive, a lot of them. But the amount of leads we generate off of that, and people- Week on week, that's growing. And obviously our number of videos is growing. So clearly that's, you know, people are making decisions, be a bit more comfortable making decisions like that. What I would also say is, is obviously, people are making decisions digitally it's also an indicator that there are fewer houses for people to view yeah. so you know a year ago 18 months ago people might be viewing 15 houses yeah. on average yeah now they might have five yeah that's the reality even five is probably less a little bit for us yeah <laughs> less view less time for us but the reality is it creates that panic then because well, if people know that the, the, the rich actually is a lot available that's where that, that fomo that fear of missing out where they feel like they have to make a decision a lot quicker yeah well, I think um, that that's natural, though, but there not being a lot of properties. I mean, if you go to a viewing walks up and all up, or any agent, to be honest with you, it's a decent agency, the minute a listing doesn't, before it even hits the internet, well, this is what happens, we really need to understand the process. We go and meet an owner and we'll say, hey, 
you want to sell your house, sign the contract. And by the time the contract's being signed, we've already gone onto our database and we start to call the 10 buyers that are looking for that villa and we've already arranged you. Now what's happening in this market before it's even hitting the property portals like Hauser.com, number one portal in Dubai, um, it wouldn't even reach there because it's already sold. That is, and people, unless you're in the market, you wouldn't understand it. And the benefit of, of making sure you're in touch with a good agency, so you're not relying on just searching online what's there every day. Because again, I would say at least 30% of our deals, our sales are happening at the moment and rentals are never even published online yeah. because of the speed it's required. Absolutely crazy. Buyer registrations. So obviously property prices are up, view numbers are up. Buyer registrations, so the first three months this year are up over 100%, 102%. Mad. Well, we put some out on the precedent with eight buyers to one property. Yeah. I mean, we all know someone at the moment that is saying, hey, I'm looking to buy my first house. I'm looking to get on the ladder. I've got family members that are currently trying to buy in Moodon, um, and he's been gazumped twice on houses. And there's people queuing up to, to get the house that he wants. So, Well, I had a client call yesterday, someone I've dealt with in the past, that basically had, they bought in 2017, lost a fair bit of money on the house in the last three, four years. The price is now at the level they bought at. Obviously, they've paid, more, they've paid a mortgage off the last four years, which is great. And now then they're able or want to move. And, and obviously, they've asked me where they want to be. Told them where they should go. But the problem is, I spoke to one of the agents. They'd say, "Look, what have you got?" And he said, "Carver, nothing. Genuinely, nothing. You know. And if you do want something, you probably have to pay X. You, yeah, just, you can get the properties, but you need to you need to entice the seller to sell and yeah. say, "Look, and be prepared to spend a bit up. more than what you perhaps thought initially you're going to, going to be spending." And that's the pain as a buyer, isn't it? When you saw a villa at five million, now it's at seven million. You're like, "Oh my god, two things I don't want to pay that." Secondly, I can't really afford that anymore. So you have, this is the problem if you don't get on the ladder. And this is why a lot of people are getting on it. You know, I, I had someone come to my house two days ago, a guy that works for me, and he come to have a look at the C1s in Victory Heights. And he was like, he lives in the apartment. I said, why are you looking at this? Because I just need to get on the ladder. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be priced out in a year or two. So everyone knows this. So my question I've got for you is, where do you see Mystic Car, the market going over the next 12 to 18 months and why? Everyone asks me, how long can this go on for? Um, honestly, no one will ever be able to give you an accurate picture. But my good feeling, bearing in mind, I've been doing this job 20 years and I've seen many, many up uh, treat, uh, peaks and troughs. I believe we've got a good 12, 18 months yeah, of, of growth. Yeah. I think it'll be slower growth. I think it'll be late single digits, early double digit growth uh, over the next 18 months or more, maybe it could, we could reach up to 20% in the next 18 months, yeah. in my view. As long as the loan to values stay in place at 80%. If yeah. they do that, there is no reason for these prices to change. And as long as there is no changes to upfront fee costs, because at the minute, it is more affordable than ever to buy a house. Um, so I, I only see an upward trajectory. The only way I see that stopping is, is a different form of uh, ruling or something coming in place that will slow it down. Yeah. So there is, no, there is nothing there at the moment to say this will stop. And people have said to me, oh, well, you know, in a couple of months it's to slow down. Give me a reason. There's no reason mm -hmm. unless that changes. So, I mean, what about you? What do you think? Um, there, you hit the nail on there. There, there. You show me somewhere, shape or form, how it can slow down. I mean, you have to look at a couple of things. No matter whether you're selling a cup of water, you're selling a pen, or you're selling a property, only thing that matters is supply and demand. Everyone's trying to get on the property ladder and there's not enough houses. Potentially interest rates, but I mean... Yeah, but interest rates around the world are going up. I mean, this is one thing people don't consider with Dubai. 
Dubai, um, it's the only city that I would really know in the world that's, that's probably in a better position than it was pre-COVID. You go to London, you go to New York, there is trillions of dollars and pounds being printed. That at some point, it's going to have to claw back on people that live there, whether that is through income or wherever it may be. That's coming back. Dubai, it's a, it's a tax-free haven. But for that reason, obviously, there was a lot of, there's a lot of pressure put on the business owners in the pandemic because they were gifted no no money effectively. So where I see Dubai coming in is Dubai, there's a lot of buyers. There's no debt straddled to the city. People around the world are figuring out, oh my God, where I've lived for the last 10, 15 years. Um, this could be an issue for my income. And they're seeing Dubai as a haven. So there's only going to be more buyers coming to the market. And I just think that Dubai has 12 to 18 months minimum of 10 years. When the last thing I will say on it, go to a major city that people like going to, Marbella. Go to any Ibiza Island, wherever it's called. Go to Ibiza. Go to a a sunny place on the water. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. That has a nice nightlife area. Show me that and show me a villa on the sea that you can get for less than four million pounds. Doesn't exist. And this is why Dubai is so cheap. You can buy a a canal cove at seven million dirhams that used to be four point five. You can get a garden home for thirteen million dirhams, which is two million pounds, two and a half million pounds. It is still crazy in the value. Do you think we'll see a, a surge in population once the, there's a bit more freedom of movement and travel? Definitely. You know, do you think the last 12 months around the world people have thought there's more to life? You know, And obviously at the minute people can't freely come to Dubai in and out but they're able to. Well I do think also that I think people are going to be scared to move. I think there's going to be a lot of people that the COVID they've been burnt mentally with it and I think that they'll be, they'll, I reckon 30% of the population the reason I say this I watch London London's got all of the younger generation and just opened up and they saw the pubs yeah, and yeah. bars are open. It's great to see actually. It's amazing yeah. to see everyone's out and they're having their drink and they're doing their things. But I was looking, there's a lot of comments on social media saying these guys are crazy, why are they out now? There is gonna be a divide between people that wanna get on their normal lives and people that have been burnt mm. mentally by what they've read and seen and saw. Um, so whether or not I think people are gonna start flying immediately, I don't think it's gonna get the full capacity a couple of years. Interesting, very interesting. Property listings, interesting, because when I looked at this number here this morning, I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's, that doesn't actually marry up what we're saying. So we're saying there's an issue with supply, but actually the number of property listings is up 28%. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, what I would put that down to is just from a business perspective, increasing headcounts, so obviously yeah. more people being able to generate listings. Yeah. Um, I'd also say that we're obviously looking at new communities, the stuff we haven't looked at before, so it kind of doesn't really give us a true, true reflection there. But I also think as well, because sellers have seen the rise in prices, we've got that, wow, this is this yeah. what I can get for my money, and people are putting their houses on the market. Yeah. Whether they're selling or not is in the story. What right. do you put on to? Headcount's gone up for the company, yeah. so that's definitely the sort of thing, but do not forget that, what's that applicant registration gone up as well? 102%. So we're still 70% short from growth to growth. So either way, it doesn't it, it, it marries up. There There is an undersupply of applicant registration versus property registration. So. I think the message to everyone today is that the market is healthy. We see 18 months of, of growth. Uh, f- congratulations to the seller. If yes. you are a seller, finally, or an owner, having property growth. It's good news Dubai. to talk about for once. It's amazing. It's not, I love hearing people making money. It's nice to hear. And if you're getting on and out, you're going to be making money as well. People are all doom and gloom about the property market. Fantastic these sellers are making money. Fantastic from the property. And great if you're a property purchaser, because you're going to make money as well. Um, so the market is in a very good place um, and you know estate agents and owners and buyers are happy lettings is a little bit different though we're looking at the lettings numbers here so average price we've seen an increase in prices on average yes up 6% 
So we've seen a bit of a lag from sales to lettings, and I think that will play out over the next couple of months. Um, number of tenants registering, not nearly 90%, so 90% increase of people that are registered last year versus this year. And again, we take marks out of the equation last year with COVID and lockdown. Yeah. Still a huge increase, and they double the amount of people thinking about moving. Yeah. Rentals. Prices won't increase um, yet because they have to kick the tenants out. Yeah. I'm your perfect example. I would have to have an awkward conversation with one of my tenants because they're renting at 170. They're now on for 200,000. 200, so there's a 30,000 dirham gap there. But unless I either get him to agree to increase the price, which he won't, I'd have to give 12 months notice. Yeah. And then the knock-on effect will show that there's a price increase of 20%. So what you'll see is that the properties may lag over a six to eight month period, but you can categorically guarantee that when the property becomes empty for whatever reason, that maybe the tenant buys or whatever, or they get kicked out, the new price is going to be higher. How much room do you think that there is in, in the rentals prices having to go up? 20, 30%. In the, what, the next 10, 20? Minimum. I mean, it's all going to lag off for sales. In, in the last, in the next 12 months, it will go up 20%. This is my theory because you're only going to follow the lag for the for the uh, the push on for the property value and see that when the properties come empty, you know what's going to happen. And like I said, supply and demand. Show me house in JGE, Jamaica Gulf States, show me house in Victory Heights. There is nothing at all. So uh, people will have to pay to live in these areas. Mm, okay. So in terms of like your view of the first first quarter, I mean, obviously mortgage mortgage transactions are up. We've got a quick quick uh, number here saying eighty two percent of our transactions. Uh, we're up by of six, versus six three percent in Q two. Obviously, money very easy to get hold of. Yeah, I think if you look at the mortgage transaction, that's just all up and all sort of mortgage services. What I'm finding very interesting is people are now going to mortgage brokerages uh, yeah. because there's lots of banks out there that will pitch you uh, their best product, uh, but it'd be the best interest directly for that bank, and you won't look at the T's and C's because normally they come at twenty five pages deep. When the hiring of mortgage is broken now, they're actually finding that whether that is early settlement fees, whether it's uh, locked interest rates, they will find out exactly what the best rate is. And people are now switched on to this, that a mortgage broker like also we don't charge the client anything. Yeah. It's nothing at all. And it's not in our interest to which lender you go for, it's down to you, then they know what's best for your your requirements. I spoke to someone yesterday, they were talking about this particular bank, bank on for years, and I said, yeah, but this bank doesn't do this, this and this. And this guy went, wow. You know, I didn't even think of something yeah. like that. And not only could save their money, but might allow them to put a lot less money down. So I guess anyone looking to buy a house at the moment, like viewing houses, you, a lot of people probably wouldn't view, buy the first house they see. You do. Yeah, maybe me. Yeah, I love this <laughs> uh, one. But also, when you speak to mortgage uh, mortgage buyers or a bank, don't speak to don't just speak to one person. Yeah. Look at look at all your options. Um. Yeah. So I, I, I guess. Q1, incredible numbers. We see this happening, a, a continued trend throughout the rest of this year. I hope so, for all stuff and all stuff. Yeah. Brilliant, and for the owners and buyers. I mean, look, last month we did, I think, 729 million dirhams of sales. That works out to $200 million or so. It is absolutely frightening. And, you know, there's a, there is serious appetite in the market to buy. I don't think that's going to change. So uh, I think the measure, measure I mean, at whilst our revenue figures isn't a measure of the market, we are 42% uh, revenue generated in the first three months of year, this year compared to last year. So we've done half of last year's total turnover in three months. Um, that's a, a massive indicator of what's going on. Obviously, big money coming in from, from, from different parts of the world, but lots of volume happening as well Definitely. in transactions. 
Um, obviously, we, we didn't mention it at the start, which is quite important. Um, it's the first day of Ramadan. Ramadan Kareem to everybody. Ramadan Kareem to everybody. Very different Ramadan now, by the way, for anyone that's watching. When we come here, uh, you know, 2006, I remember literally it was curtains. Yeah, you couldn't do um, anything. You couldn't do anything. I remember you go into your car and you'd try and eat your sandwich, you'd sneak, you'd try and hide it so you couldn't get seen and you're trying to respect all the laws and the Which cultures. we still do, but I mean, there was something announced a couple of days ago where basically anyone wanted to eat now they they could go. You can literally go into a restaurant now. Yeah, and have no curtains, and, and you just eat as normal. Um, do you so think it's a realization that Dubai, to to increase its population, has got to be a little bit more open to everyone. I think I over the years Dubai has. Like I said, I came in two thousand six, and it was very much, you know, behind curtains. Everything closed. You go to the malls, there were curtains everywhere. It was crazy. Uh, you fast forward every year, it's got a little bit lighter. And interestingly, it's actually Abu Dhabi last year that first put in the protocol that um, you don't have to uh, have curtains when, you, when you're eating, which you think Abu Dhabi is a little more liberal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Dubai's followed this year. So all it is, I think 95% of the population is from all around the world. People respect Ramadan, I respect Ramadan, but if you go to London, people are obviously fasting, but they've got to understand the world is also moving in the city that you're in. And I think Dubai realises it's a, it's a multicultural city and they're trying to involve everyone. There's enough businesses that perhaps suffer during COVID that perhaps there needs to be a level of understanding moving Definitely. forward. I mean, what people always say to me, I talk about all these prices and, and, and what's going on. People always ask me, is there enough people in Dubai um, to buy, is there enough po- put the population from, from statistics went down last year? Uh, a little bit from people leaving, but obviously we've got all sub and all sub recruitment. Yeah. Um, and the number of jobs at the moment is quite, from my point of view, eye-opening. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's plenty of opportunity for people to move here, plenty of people hiring. We're hiring. We're moment. always hiring. We're always hiring, but recruitment hiring. It's, uh, <laughs> it, Dubai is an evolving city. It's a city that is continually growing. You see the 2040 vision. There is a lot going on. But I think that's enough for the 2021 Q1 update. Um, anything final you want to add? No, just a very good reading. I, I, it's going to be continued trend in my view for the rest of this year. Uh, and very excited to see what the rest of this year holds. Okay, thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye.